0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David and his men pursue the Amalekites who raided them in hope of retrieving their wives, children, and goods. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30, on Simply the Bible. Have you
0: ever felt so overwhelmed that you just didn't know where to begin? That's the way I felt recently when I walked into my garage. How did it get this way? Where did all this stuff come from? Where do I start? Sometimes we can actually get the paralysis of analysis. We're confused. We don't know what to do. That is how David and his men felt when they returned to their city of Ziklag, only to find that it had been raided by the Amalekites, who took their wives and children and burned their city to the ground. The men wept until they had no more tears to weep. But David strengthened himself in the Lord and sought God, and God told them to pursue the Amalekites, and they would recover everything. We continue in First Samuel 30, verse 9. So David went, he and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Besar, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred stayed behind who were so weary... That they could not cross the brook Besar. They had all traveled for three days from up north, where they were planning to go to war against Israel along with the Philistines. But God had other plans for them. And the king of the Philistines sent them back to Ziklag. After making this three-day journey, two hundred of David's men were weary. David didn't try to push them on, but went onward with the 400 men who were willing and able. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and they gave him bread and he ate and they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong? And where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick we made an invasion of the southern area of the Kurathites in the territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? So he said, Swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. Now, God told David that he would overtake the Amalekites and recover everything. So, God now provided an Egyptian to be an informant. He was sick and left to die by his master. But he knew where the Amalekites were camping. A coincidence? <laughs> Hardly. David took the step of faith in pursuing the Amalekites, not knowing where he was really going. Now God provided the intelligence they needed through this sick Egyptian slave. And that is how God leads us. At first, when they saw what had happened to their families and their city, David and his men were despondent. Now they could have remained in that state. Instead, David inquired of the Lord and God told him to pursue the Amalekites. And that's the way it works with us as well. God gives us his word as the general revelation of his will. Then, as we act in faith on this, he gives us more revelation. But if we're despondent, if we are suffering from the paralysis of analysis, if we are weeping when we should be moving, then we will remain in a state of darkness and confusion. I like to say that God can't guide a stationary missile. We need to be moving in the direction of obeying His Word. Then God can direct our steps. Do what you know, and you'll know what to do. Verse 16, And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, neither small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. So as David and his men descended upon the Amalekite camp, there they were just living it up, eating, drinking, dancing, having a good old time, but really very foolish because they had no idea what was about to happen. David attacked them at twilight, and this battle continued for 24 hours, and David defeated them, except for 400 of their young men who escaped on camels. But David recovered everything just as God said would happen. Nothing was missing. You know, likewise, God wants to restore to you what the flesh, the world, and the devil have taken away. He wants to restore everything. He wants to bless you with his precious gifts. It's the thief, the devil, who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. The Amalekites had been driving livestock out in front, and David claimed these animals as his spoil. Now, I don't think that he was taking personal ownership of them, but he recognized that God gave them to him to distribute. We will see that he would fairly and freely divide the spoil of this battle with all his men and then distribute it to the people of Judah. David was not selfish but was a good steward of that which God had deposited into his care. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook Besor. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, Because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. But David said, My brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall share alike. So it was. From that day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. So as they were coming back from battle, the two hundred weary men who couldn't cross the brook came to meet them, and then the wicked and worthless men who came back from battle. They didn't want to share the spoil with the others. And they said, we're not going to give you the spoil. We'll give you your wife, your children, and then be gone. You know, depart from us. And so here we have really the division between those that went into battle and those that stayed back behind. And you know, God is not into division. He is into unity. But we see David here giving a majestic decision. This shows... Why David was going to be such a great king. He said, Look, we're going to give the people that stayed behind to care for the supplies the same as those who went into battle. We're going to divide the spoils equally. Both things are important. And you know, in any endeavor, there are those who are on the front lines, so to speak, and there are those who work behind the scenes. Those who are visible and leading out in front are no better or worse than those who maintain the supply lines behind the scenes through prayer and service. Each of us will receive a reward for being faithful. And God makes no distinction in what we do, only that we faithfully do what He has given us to do. In any church, there are differing gifts and callings. As a pastor, my job is, is to equip the saints for works of service, to see that each person is joyfully serving the Lord and others in those places where he or she is uniquely gifted and qualified. Then we all get to partake in the rewards. Now, when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord to those who were in Bethel, those who were in Ramoth of the south, those who were in Jatar, those who were in Auror, those who were in Sifmoth, those who were in Eshtemoa, those who were in Raquel, those who were in the cities of the Jeremildites, those who were in the cities of the Kenites, those who were in Horma, those who were in Karashan, those who were in Aphak those who were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. Now these cities are meaningless to us, but they were in the areas where David and his men had hidden from Saul. These people helped David at great personal risk, for Saul could have sought reprisal against them. Now that God blessed David, he wanted to bless them. Jesus said, Freely you have received, freely give. And that was certainly David's heart. But not only was it to just bless those who had blessed him, but this would pave now the way for David to be king as he was blessing and caring for the people that would soon crown him king. What if David and his men had thrown in the towel when they saw Ziklag burning? then they never would have received back the things that the enemy stole from them. They never would have received the spoils that God had for them. They never would have been the avenue of blessing others. God had so much for them. But they had to step out in faith, even when they felt overwhelmed and felt like giving up. You know, things might look pretty bad. And you may wonder, how in the world am I going to get through this? But just remember, it is always too early to quit. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you are in control of all things. And even when everything looks bleak, we can trust that you are for us and not against us. Lord, I pray for those who may be listening to this today that you would show them the next step, Lord. Speak to them through your word, Lord. And as they give themselves to keeping your word, that you would reveal to them what you would have them do, Lord. That you would end the darkness, in the confusion, in the sense of feeling overwhelmed, and give them your
1: light. In Jesus' name, Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. For more information about our church please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see that the Philistines kill King Saul and his sons, and Israel retreats. It's a tragic ending to the life of Saul. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.